0: Hello, America. Welcome. Today, man, we've got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, It is. I mean, we've got probably 25, 30 minutes of entertainment all jam-packed into a three-hour show. So you don't want to miss a second of it. We're going to talk about what's happening in China. Something's not right. It's bothering me. Something's not right there. Also, the incredible show that happened uh, in uh, the impeachment hearing yesterday. It was so agonizing. Stop it. Oh, yes, uh, Democratic senator from... Great state of Massachusetts. I just have a question uh, uh, for Adam Schiff and his team. Do you think that it is possible that uh, we should vote for impeachment because Donald Trump uh, may be the Antichrist? And then Schiff looks all surprised. Well, you know, I'm. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, yes, I think you should vote for impeachment if you're worried about Donald Trump being the antichrist and that's what we've been saying the whole time oh my god shut up all right i can't i can't wait i saw this this morning and i'm like i love love the british uh they have become more american than us uh they are they have just done to the eu what we did except they did it without a war And they did it with all kinds of pressure and all kinds of doomsday stuff. Well, Brexit happens tomorrow at, I think, 11 p.m. And Nigel Farage, who has been fighting this battle since the day he got into the EU, gave one of the best speeches I've ever heard. I want to play the whole speech. And you gotta make it to the end because... It's, I mean, you couldn't write it. You couldn't write it. What the EU does at the very end is incredible. It makes the point. And this is the shot heard around the world. I want you to listen to this speech.
1: So this is it, the final chapter, the end of the road. A 47-year political experiment that the British, frankly, have never been very happy with. My mother and father signed up to... A common market, not to a political union, not to flags, anthems, presidents, and now you even want your own army. For me, it's been 27 years of campaigning and over 20 years here in this parliament. I'm not particularly happy with the agreement we're being asked to vote on tonight, but Boris has been remarkably bold in the last few months, and Ms. von der Leyen, he's made it clear, he's promised us there'll be no level playing field. And on that basis, I wish him every success in the next round of negotiations. I really do. But the most significant point is this. What happens at 11pm this Friday, the 31st of January 2020, marks the point of no return. Once we've left, we are never coming back, and the rest, frankly, is detail. We're going, we will be gone. And that should be the summit of my own political ambitions. I walked in here, as I've said before, you all thought it was terribly funny. Uh, You stopped laughing in 2016. But my view has changed of Europe since since I joined. In 2005, I saw the Constitution... have been drafted by Giscard and others I saw it rejected by the French in a referendum I saw it rejected by the Dutch in a referendum and I saw you in these institutions ignore them bring it back as the Lisbon Treaty and boast you could ram it through without there being referendums well the Irish did have a vote and did say no and were forced to vote again you're very good at making people vote again but what we've proved is the British are too big to bully, thank goodness. So I became became an outright opponent of the entire European project. I want Brexit to start a debate across the rest of Europe. What do we want from Europe? If we want trade, friendship, cooperation, reciprocity. We don't need a European Commission. We don't need a European Court. We don't need these institutions and all of this power. And I can promise you, both in UKIP and indeed in the Brexit Party, we love Europe, we just hate the European Union. It's as simple (laughs) as that. So I'm hoping hoping this begins the end of this project. It's a bad project. It isn't just undemocratic it's anti-democratic and it puts in that front row it gives people power without accountability people who cannot be held to account by the electorate and that is an unacceptable structure indeed there's an historic battle going on now across the west in europe america and elsewhere it is globalism against populism and you may loathe populism but i tell you a funny thing It's becoming very popular, (laughs) and it has great benefits. No more financial contributions. No more European Court of Justice. No more common fisheries policy. No more being talked down to. No more being bullied. No more Guy Verhofstadt. I mean, mean, what's not to like? I know you're going to miss us. I know you want to ban our national flags, but we're going to wave you goodbye. And we'll look forward in the future to working with you as sovereign.
0: They cut his mic. Now listen.
2: If you disobey the rules, you get cut off. Could we
3: please remove the flags?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mr Farage, could we remove the flags, please? Well, that's it, it's all over. Finish. He's gone.
0: Could I please ask for quiet? Yeah. I'm really, please sit down, resume your seats, put your flags away, you're leaving, and take them with you if you are leaving now. Is that not crazy? Uh. Can I just say, if I may say, just in a slight reference, the word hate was used in the last um contribution and i really think given what we listened to prior to this that we should not hate anyone or any nation or any Aww, people Aww. oh isn't that great That's except wonderful. the loathing in your voice yeah. and he said you know he he hates the european union the body the government yeah. he didn't hate the countries he's standing up for the countries And for him to say, we're sovereign again, and we wave you goodbye with the flags, and for that union to then say, their response is, remove the flags. We're shutting you down. You don't have a voice until you remove that flag. Oh, my gosh. They made every point for him. The microcosm of the entire uh, arrangement. Yeah, and it's a microcosm. Everything he said, that's... That is the American founding. That is the American revolution breaking away from the corrupt mothership. They did it without a shot, but I'm telling you that speech is the shot that will be heard all around the world. That speech will be the shot that will be heard all over Europe and people will be emboldened to leave. It is. I saw this great political cartoon uh, this morning that had um, the EU, that woman standing behind a podium, and she was on a, like a wood plank over a cliff, and she had the EU podium and the EU flag behind her, and she was standing there lecturing, and you saw all the EU members on the opposite end of the plank, but they were on the cliff. They were on the ground. She was the one teetering on the cliff. And it showed Britain walking off that board, and and onto ground. It, what it what it was saying was, you start losing, and that thing just teeters off the cliff. And they're st- they're going to start seeing members doing this, and it's going to be a power grab. I mean, look at what they've said was going to happen if the EU uh, is lost in Great Britain. Do you, see, do you hear any panic in the markets at all about this? No. Nothing. Nothing. No. I mean, we'll see, obviously. But, I mean,
2: this is they were all promising it. They said it was going to be cataclysmic immediately. And this is what happens with a lot of these big issues. They become these big political back and forth where everything is going to be the end of the world. And then the thing comes and it happens. And it's not the end of the world. But the people who warned you last time never pay the price for that. They never, they never lose credibility. You know, every global warming deadline that we pass without the thing that they said was going never to happen, they never lose credibility. The next time they predict doom, it's always just as credible and just as urgent as last time.
0: Uh, you know, let me let me give you this. It's not just global warming. Look at how like Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, all of these people that told us they were going to fix health care with Obamacare. This was the fix. And we told you at the time, this will make things worse. It will make things worse. And that's what they want, because they will have one president in between, and then they will all start campaigning, saying this healthcare system has got to go. It's the worst. We've got to fix it. They said they fixed it last time. They had all the power to fix it. They said they fixed it now they're saying it's the worst ever and they have to fix it again why don't these people ever lose credibility what when do people wake up and say wait a minute you're the people who said fix it by doing this we did this and now what you're saying this is the worst health care system ever and now we have to fix it again yeah it used to take a long
2: time now we're the next president the next term. These things were happening. They were all saying it was un- wonderful and had to be protected at any cost. And now they're all saying it's terrible, talking about Obamacare. One term later, now they need a whole new plan. And b- half the country's like, yes, they should get another chance at that because they only destroyed it last time. That's
0: insane. It is insane. It's insane. And that's what people are waking up to now. They're seeing that we don't need you. Just like, just like Brexit and the European Union, England will become stronger England will show it can stand on its own two feet, and that's what the American people need to do again. They need to show the federal government, every state, every community, every household, we can stand on our own. We're not, I don't care what you say about the flag. I don't care what you say about men can have babies. No, that's not why our forefathers founded this country. That's not the Constitution that we signed up for. No is the answer. That's inspiring, I think. Congratulations, Great Britain, putting the great back into their name. All right, 1-800-Flowers. Uh, I, I, I want to talk to you about Valentine's Day, and I just want you to remember because Valentine's Day always bothers me. It really does. It always bothers me because it's like a. Um, 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 um. Uh, I'm kind of excited. Tulsi Gabbard, I think, is joining us on Monday. Uh, mm. On Monday show, while I'm in Washington, uh, and I'm I'm anxious to talk to her about a couple of things. Do you know that she has eight percent? Look this up. Okay. Yeah. New, um, in, uh, in New Hampshire. I think Mm -hmm. she's running around 8% in at least one poll. She's had a couple of polls up there. That are really uh, good. In New Hampshire, yeah. And she's not allowed on the debate stage. They're not going to let her debate. The Democratic Party are just like, no, no, 8%. No, that's not enough. Yeah, they have all
2: sorts of rules. Although the last one, she had a chance to make, and she said, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to show up even if I do make it. Yeah. So that's an, I mean, obviously, like the party hates her, hates her. This goes hates back her. to 2016, where she became a big proponent of Bernie mm-hmm. instead of Hillary, which Hate you're not Hillary. supposed to do. Yeah. So now Hillary hates, of course, Bernie and Tulsi. Right. Um. You know, Tulsi has been talked about as potentially a cabinet level person, a couple of these administrations as well. But uh, she's not not loved by the party at the moment. She keeps going on, you know, she keeps talking to people like you. That's not
0: going to help her. That doesn't help anybody yeah, no. get liked. <laughs> no. and talking Wait a to you just doesn't help anyone Wait get liked. Wait a minute. So uh, hopefully she'll be on because I want to talk to her about that. Uh, and I also want to talk to her. You know, Clinton has now refused uh, to be served twice in the lawsuit. She's having the secret service do her dirty work, but they, the servers will come to serve her with a summons for, you know, for, uh, this lawsuit litigation. And every time the secret service steps in the way and they're like, I'm sorry, I can't accept this. And she's uh, not available right now. Uh, Really? It's, uh, wow that's uh
2: feel like the role of the secret service right no it really doesn't um you know and are i bet we... they
0: hate doing it for
2: her oh i'm sure i'm sure they hate probably doing hate doing it. anything for her <laughs> i think so i think so i mean can you imagine having to deal with that every day you know she is so uh privileged you know so so sure she should have more than she has including the white house right i mean she's obviously convinced it was stolen from her twice so can you imagine how entitled a person like that
0: is? So can I switch the subject still on the Democratic Party and the, and the next president? Um, but uh, I, you know, I, mm, I can't make up my mind on Joe Biden. Does he want the job or not want the job? <laughs> it's hard to tell. Right? Because yesterday we were talking about this and he had come out and said, and, and do we happen to have the audio? I know we played it yesterday on the News and Why It Matters, but do we have the audio of him uh, where he's like, look, I'm old? I'm old. Uh we had this video yesterday and he's talking to, you know, constituents in uh Iowa. And it's one thing to make a joke about, hey, you know, I got to get the right vice president because I'm old. But then he people laugh and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm serious." When you hear this you're like, I think he's really trying to say something here. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is, but I think he's trying to say something. Listen to this listen to this audio.
1: I can think of at least eight women,
2: at least four or five people of color. No white men I think are totally qualified to be vice president of the United States, but for me it has to be demonstrated that
0: whoever I pick is two things. One is capable of needing to be a president. Because I'm an old guy. Okay? Laughing. No, no, I'm serious. Look, no, no. i Thank God, I'm in great health. I work out. No, I'm
2: serious. I no, I no, no work don't out laugh. Every I'm in good shape. I it would say. I mean, okay. He just keeps trying to convince uh, them no, not no. to laugh at his funny moment.
0: <laughs> it gets to the point to where you're like, he's just serious. Yeah, look, <laughs> no, it's serious. In fact, I got to show you this CAT scan I just had. <laughs> okay, I mean, uh, let me hold it up to the light here. If you look. That shadow, very disturbing, very disturbing. We don't know what it is right now. No, 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 don't laugh. No, don't laugh. It could be a tumor. It could be cancer. It could be tuberculosis. We don't know. So I really, no, 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 don't laugh. I need a vice president that could replace me at the drop of a hat. It's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Well, yesterday, he apparently really wanted the job. Because he said he's thinking about making Michelle Obama his vice president and appointing Barack Obama to the Supreme Court. Uh, So today you want the job, Joe? Is that that what's happening? Uh, You're putting together some literal dream team that you think everybody will race to you under? I mean, which is it? Tuberculosis or tuberculosis for the... Constitution. Mm, yellow. Yellow. How are you? Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Uh, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. We have Peter Schweitzer coming up in just a second. We uh, we have a, an expert guest on uh, the coronavirus coming up. Also, there is new news about Carter Page. He is uh, lodging a lawsuit. I think this one is against the Democratic Party. Is that right? Uh, and uh, he is going. He's going after all of them. Carter Page. He is the guy that they they lied about to be able to go into FISA court and start to spy on Donald Trump. He has filed his uh, first of many lawsuits uh, today in court. I happen to have him at 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, you just is for Blaze TV subscribers only. You'll be able to hear it if you're not a Blaze subscriber. Uh, you'll be able to hear that on Saturday. It is uh, another uh, interview, the podcast uh, that you want to hear with Carter Page tonight. We talk about it. I'll play some clips for you. But we talk about his litigation and what they did uh, to him tonight. At 8 p.m. only for Blaze subscribers. So subscribe now. BlazeTV.com slash Glen. Use the promo code Glen and save 10% right now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Also, uh, we have to remind you that the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen dot <laughs> com is uh, they're flying off of the shelves. I mean, literally, we did this as a joke. I mean, Stu came up with this idea and he was like, you know, maybe we should just maybe we should have them available in case anybody would want them. And uh, so we did not expecting to sell any of them. <laughs> and thousands of these have been sold. In fact, I'm bringing a box of these to the State of the Union <laughs> on Tuesday night, and I'm going to hand them to everyone in the senate and the house that i see i love that they're gonna be like you know they're like uh, it's a girl cigars i'm gonna be handing them out (laughs) hey yeah it's a thank you thank you for the congratulations yes nancy pelosi sucks here have a pen oh so i'm gonna be handing those out oh you have to look at the desks uh
2: or or in their hands because there's gonna be these congress congressmen are gonna be sitting there listening to this speech and carrying their Nancy Pelosi sucks pen, smells so great. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna so be fun. Great, it's so. gonna be fun. It's and you had brought up uh, the other day the idea of and then people are doing this, buying five and six at a time and handing, giving them to their liberal friends, leaving them in their pen
0: cups, so yes. they're just mysteriously like, well, how did this get here? That's it. Really, can you imagine going to work and finding in your pen cup a Ronald Reagan sucks pen, <laughs> and you'd be like, what the? How did this pen get in here? <laughs> Who's who put the hey, who put the Ronald Reagan sucks pen in my cup? Oh, you would fun. be like mm-hmm. Then what you do is go, wow. You know, I disagree with you. You know, I me, I disagree with you politically. That's a, that's too far. Do you think that's a threat? <laughs> <laughs> Start playing with their heads. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray. By the way, you can get Thank those you. pens at the Nance at Nancy Pelosi sucks pen dot com. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. How are you? Oh. Mm. Perfect. Really? I'm
3: like the phone call Trump made to Zelensky. (laughs) (laughs) That good. That That
0: good. Yes. Right. Yes. Did you watch yesterday the hearings? Oh, did I? Yeah. I can't get enough of it. I can't really. I can't. Because I watched watched about 30 minutes of it. And I couldn't take it. Yeah. All the questions were setups. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. They were like, uh, a question for Adam Schiff and his team. Uh how bad is President Trump on the liar scale? Uh, uh, one being a total liar and 10 being the biggest liar we've ever seen. It was really like that. Also,
3: I can't stand that even John Roberts has now blocked this whistleblower name thing. He's he, You can't speak his name. You can't talk about him. Voldemort. How are they gonna? How are they gonna call him as a witness if if they have witnesses? You, you've got to be able to name this guy and face your accuser. It aduser. is
0: crazy. It's nuts. It is crazy. Uh, if I'm telling you over Hunter Biden, if they call witnesses, which I still think they will, they should. Which so now they won't. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I think they should lance this boil of too, of yeah. John Bolton, yeah. and they should have the whistleblower and. That changes the game. That changes the game. First of all, let me show you something. Uh, Mark Levin sent this to me yesterday afternoon, and he said, "Glenn, I'm going to talk about this tonight, but expose this as much as you, as much as you want, as much as you can. Everybody needs to see this video. This mm. is John Bolton. Now, this is in late August. I think of it's like, last year of 2019. Yes. Okay. So this is before." Uh, anything is really happening now. The the money Mm -hmm. is still being withheld, all of that stuff. The president is, you know, made the perfect phone call, but now (laughs) they're asking for the transcripts. Listen to what John Bolton said in this interview with Radio Free Europe. It's a follow-up to
2: my visit last year on Independence Day, where I was uh, really honored to have a chance to participate in that in Ukraine. Uh, and now with the new government in Ukraine, to see what might be possible going forward on a whole variety of fronts. Do you plan to visit to meet President Zelensky, and what messages uh, did you bring to him? Well, I, I will be meeting President Zelensky. Uh, he and President Trump have already spoken twice. Uh, uh, President called hmm. to congratulate President Zelensky on his election and then on his success in the parliamentary election. And? They were very warm and cordial calls. Warm and cordial. Uh, we're hoping that uh, they'll be able to meet in uh, Warsaw and wait, have a what? few minutes together. Uh, because the success of Ukraine Okay, stop.
0: What did you just get for that? <laughs> Two really important things. Cordial. Warm and warm cordial. Warm and cordial. Now, you uh-huh. could say, well, that's what he's saying. He's in the middle of an interview. What is he going to say? Help me. Help me. Donald Trump is being a pig, and and he's holding me hostage. <laughs> I need help. Okay. So let's just give him that one. That All right. Mm-hmm. That's what a politician would say. However, the more important statement, at least to me, is... We're um we're planning now to meet in Warsaw. Yeah, right. that's a big in Warsaw. confirmation of an earlier point made by the defense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the Democrats said he was holding back this meeting. He didn't have a meeting. The president's defense is yes, they were. They were going to meet in Warsaw, and it was all on the schedule until a hurricane hit america or was happening was forming in the atlantic and he couldn't go and he couldn't go he had to stay here in america for that so he canceled at the last minute Mm -hmm. so that takes apart the argument that he was strong arming them uh, you know and stiffing them and saying no we're not meeting unless it's quid pro quo here john bolton is confirming that that was coming up yeah
3: it's crazy it does seem to be the opposite of yeah. what he supposedly says in the book, and I'm not a I'm not a big John Bolton hater. I, no, I, I've, I've always, always liked, liked John I've Bolton. I've always liked John Bolton. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I look, just think he's wrong on this particular thing. And he might,
0: yeah, he might be. I don't know. He, might he's just be. trying to sell a book, or yeah, what? Yeah. He might be. There. Look at what he what we know from the book. Now, if you're going to leak something, you're going to leak the worst part, right? If you're yeah. leaking it yeah. for politics, mm-hmm. you're going to le- leak the worst part. There's nothing illegal that he said in there. There's nothing he disagreed with what was being done. Yeah. Part Mm -hmm. of this,
2: of course, is, you know, because it does dismantle, if true, and if believed, would dismantle part of the defense of the Trump administration, who has said many, many times they did not tie the aid to the investigations. We've said a million times that should not have been their defense. Right? We should not have been defending that point because it's okay. You should know, have we, just been in yeah, national, natural, in the national interest. interest. What do we think today? What do we think this Israel deal was yesterday? Was that not a quid pro quo? We're saying, hey, Palestine, you get a you get a state if you can stop the terrorism. Yeah. Right. Like, is that not a quid pro quo? These Absolutely things happen is. all the time. All the time. Why they are defending that point? I don't understand. And, and the only thing mm-hmm. Bolton's situation does is. Chip away at that point that they did a quid pro
0: quo. Of we, course they did well, of course they did. They should. We're giving them it hundreds be, of millions of dollars. It should get us something. We should at least know that it's safe. Yeah, you've already lost one point eight billion of our dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, could we could we maybe have an investigation on what happened to that? Now, part of this part of this story has been really interesting to me because i've I've thought. All of that money is just going towards corruption. I've said many times, what could you do with $1.8 billion? We have to find that money. You could build Mm -hmm. an army Mm -hmm. with $1.8 billion. Yeah. Uh, Make sure you are with me for our last Ukraine special next Thursday. It's a week from tonight. I believe we can show you what happened to that money. Mm. uh and it's uh it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game we We stood in the atrium of the of the studios what four days ago, and uh Jason came to me and he said, "Glenn, if you tie this and this and this together, what do you get? And I said it, and he went, right." Right. And it's so clear now because we have some additional documentation and we've been doing our homework. It is so clear what they're actually hiding. Uh, And Hmm. it's not going to make people happy. It's not going to make people happy. We're still trying to bolt down a couple of things. We will have that ready for you on Thursday of next week. Don't miss it. Tell your friends the last, the final puzzle piece, the last special on the Ukraine. That's Thursday. We'll put it out for free. It'll be everywhere on YouTube and uh, and our social media. Don't miss it Thursday. I think that's at 8 or 9 o'clock Eastern time.
3: Um, Did you also see Alan Dershowitz's defense yesterday? Uh, his point was, yes, it's quid pro quo, and it's even political quid pro quo, but that's not illegal. Yeah, that was a weird point. That is bizarre to me. Why are you – they've been so all over the map on this thing. First, it's not quid pro quo. Then it is. Then it isn't again. And now it is again, but it's okay? I I don't – And I don't begin to understand that. And the way his point was at least presented, I did not see all of the context of the
2: article uh, of it, but I read a bunch of the transcript of it. And he said, basically, the president believes him being president is good for the country. So therefore, Mm -hmm. any action he takes on the behalf of getting himself reelected is not impeachable. No, that's
0: not true. That's not right. But it was, but, what kind of point is that? a weird point. It's so, a really weird one. I mean, it could have been misframed by the media. I yeah, would not no. be surprised. You don't, wanna, but... you don't want to um, dismiss these arguments and leave that kind of stuff out there Mm-mm. because then the president has all kinds of control. You, you, he, he has to actually do something mm. illegal um, and, and to the, the level of treasonous or bribery. And if he does that, he should be removed. He doesn't have absolute power. And I'm back to thinking, do the whole thing now.
3: Invite many witnesses. Let's really air this thing out so that they can't use it against him.
0: The whole campaign that
3: they didn't want the truth. They squashed the truth. They oppressed the truth. You you got to get it out.
0: Get it out. I just feel like they're not going to do that. I do too. I mean, I heard um, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell say now that he thinks he has the votes. Yeah, we're just well, going to so vote
3: on it real quick, right? And, right, and, and just exonerate him on Friday.
0: Well, okay. really, okay, that's, that's going to come back a, to bite you. It is. It's not going to work out well politically. They, you yeah. have made, you've you've made a boogeyman, mm-hmm. and you know it is the right thing to do if you're a defense lawyer. You've won the case. Move on. But it's not the right the uh, right choice politically, in my opinion. Thanks, Pat. Welcome to the uh, program. I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. By the way, I'm getting requests from people to tell me uh, that for me to, you know, do a video or tell you about how to make your own dog food. Because I've been starting to make my own dog food with, with Uno. And I found this this thing. This is not a paid commercial. Although I am now starting to do commercials for them. But it's not a paid commercial. Uh, it's called Rough Greens VitaSmart. It's um, because Uno would never eat. He was always losing weight. uh, And, you know, we'd have to hand feed him. I mean, since he was three, he's seven now. And it was just a nightmare. So we've been looking for food. We've tried everything. I mean, like the dog food that's like $500 a month for a dog my size. And it's like, okay, all right, he's eating better food than I am. (laughs) Not true. Almost everything you know about dog food is a lie. And uh, on Instagram, I put up a, a... a video last night of me feeding uno it's incredible yeah, look at this look at him look he would never, never go to his bowl you want dinner yes you do and he runs, runs to his bowl now watch him when you see yes. him i get to the bowl it's a long walk now look at him look at him wagging his tail he's like I gotta, I, gotta yeah, I, gotta I, gotta I gotta eat i gotta eat it's like so it started with just using this rough greens vitamix stuff And he's a changed dog. And then the more I learned about dog food, I started making my own dog food, which is cheaper. And it's better for him. And it's, I mean, it's changed my dog. So watch Instagram. I'll I'll update it soon. You're listening to Glenn Beck.